good evening, good day, uh, happy day. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, what? Happy day. Happy day, she uh, says. It's happy day. Um, yeah, I don't know. Happy day. How's it going, y'all? I love it. Good, I miss y'all I since I, I did see you about a week and two days ago. I know. It's um, honestly too long. It already. feels wrong mm-hmm. to be apart. It, it does it feel does. wrong. I I am truly manifesting that we get like a, a ghost, a paranormal investigation TV show so we don't have to have real jobs anymore. Right. And then we can just be together mm. and do spooky stuff all the time. It's our so. ultimate destiny. I think so. Um, but, you know, think everyone so. listening, manifest it for us. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. At night, just, <laughs> you know, keep saying it. Golden ghouls on my TV. Golden ghouls on my TV. Yes. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> there will be. There they are. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's true. At night, you can do it, like, right by your bed, like, kneel down, like a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> the big prayer. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's Perf. that's my big prayer. But yeah, that's what that's basically what I'm up to. We had the best time in Salem. Already mm-hmm. talking about our next spooky adventure. So yeah, so plans are in the works. And you guys, we got, to, we got to see some people. We won't talk about it too much, but we got right. to yes. see some some patrons, some listeners, and some uh, some other friends. And it was just so amazing. Oh, the best. So blast! Time. Y'all are uh, gonna be super super pumped to hear about it too. Let me tell you what. Yes. Crazy mm-hmm, times. Mm-hmm. Some crazy stuff happened. I'm honestly shook post Salem. So mm-hmm. I'll leave you guys with that. Um, <laughs> I am still going through footage and recordings. And I'm thinking not next episode, but the one after will be where we do the big reveal. <laughs> so get excited. Uh, patrons already have seen some like behind the scenes stuff of us just checking out the place we stayed and um yeah S- seeing seeing what kind of shenanigans we got into so pretty exciting stuff what else do i have here oh my gosh y'all we have a new patron <gasps> Nuh-uh. what it's our dear friend carrie Carrie. Yes. Carrie. Our sweet Job. Carrie. We love her. Carrie. We love and her Carrie. daughter and her mom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the sweetest, sweetest trio of gals I've ever Do met in my life. Carrie. Love mm-hmm. it. Carrie is on my number one finger. <gasps> yeah. And I use that no finger a lot. That is a trusty finger. I put a number one up all the time. <laughs> her wow. number use... one finger. <laughs> <laughs> so Carrie, that's where you are. Love you. Uh, we love Carrie. Love you. Thank you. Can't thank you enough. Uh, an angel. Her number one finger. Um, oh, I already said I've been watching ghost shows all the time, so I don't need to tell you guys that again. But the Queen Mary. Have you heard about what's happening to the Queen Mary, the haunted Queen what's Mary? What's going on? So apparently she's costing the city of Los Angeles a shit ton of money to keep up. So they're trying to decide if they're going to repair her or sink her. What? They're going to just put all the ghosts on the ocean floor. That can't be good. This I, it can't is be not good. happening. I I don't support that. No, absolutely is that, not. Is that what we do with ships we don't want? We sink Apparently. them? We sink that, like, 
you can't land her. Well, like, isn't put there her on land in the ocean. They said that like disassembling it would cost more money than sinking it, and apparently sinking <sighs> a ship is like a common practice, which. I learned today, and don't get me started because I was like spiraling learning about this. But feels isn't illegal. That nuts? Yeah, it's not right. It's not right. We gotta save it's the ghosts. Right. This isn't right. And the ocean. And the ocean, <laughs> right? Ugh. I know. I was like, poor ghosts, and also, why are we just sinking ships in the ocean? But apparently, it just acts as like an artificial reef, basically. Hmm. Huh. Maybe the old ships, but do they do that with, yeah. Well, she like is ships? like 87 years old. She's an old lady. Yeah, so... this is wrong. She's not done. I know, she's not done. I feel like, I mean, honestly, it's been a decade, maybe more since I've been there. And it seemed like she was pretty well kept up, but apparently it's just like a real bitch to... To keep her floating like, there. Of so course, I course, LA doesn't want to put in the money to keep the Queen Mary. <sighs> Tragic. Like, of mm. course, you know? No. Let's turn her into, like, a really nice place to stay for people, right? Make her make her great again. <laughs> make Queen Mary great again? Okay. Yeah, well, that's the wrong phrase to, save, to use. But, like, you... <laughs> let's make Queen Mary fabulous. I think so. If you want to help us save the Queen Mary, we need $175 million. That's what is estimated. <laughs> Wait, to keep for rest. real? So, yes. So head to patreon.com slash the golden and we'll keep her afloat. <laughs> we will. <laughs> That's how much they need? Yeah, they said $175 to $200 million <laughs> over the next 20 oh. years to keep her, uh, okay. keep her pristine and like floating. That's right. a lot. Yeah. Tragic. This is tragic. Another spooky topic. Has anyone seen Candyman yet? Not no, yet. but I I've heard good things. Ugh. I'm every time I go, this would be like the first movie that I've seen in a theater since uh I guess what, 2020? Like February. Oh. Yeah, yeah. since like pre-pandemic. Oh, you went to okay. I haven't been yet. It's all oh. they're all sold out. The showings are all sold out. Oh, you haven't been yet. No. But I would well, like to go one day. All three of us. So. We haven't seen it yet. I know. I guess maybe we'll have to do a I don't know. A, a Skype and watch Candyman cuz I need to see it and it's been sold out every day. Yeah. What are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? do? Can you stream it online? I don't know, maybe. Oh my gosh, should we, if we can, we should buy it. And yeah, watch I feel it. like we totally oh my should. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I've got ideas. Anyway, anyway, I'll keep you guys posted if I can figure that out. Uh, I'll keep everyone posted if we can figure out a way to do, do a group watching movie. How fun would that be? That'd be very, very fun. And I would be so spooked. I would be so spooked. Well, sh- should we dive into the spooky stuff this week? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. First off, we're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa, Kylie, Emily, and it's time to get spooky. This week, we're heading to Montana. Well, yeah. What do you What do you guys know about old Montana? 
Oh, my parents were just there. Oh, yeah. And she held a chipmunk in her hands. Your mother? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was gorgeous. Do we have a photo of that? Yeah, I'll pull it up. Oh, my Lord. And Kylie was in Montana not that long ago. Yeah, I was there for work in July. Ooh. I'm actually going to talk about a spot <gasps> that uh, that I visited. I didn't go inside, but I got the tour from from the residents. So, and she got the vibes. Uh, yeah, I got the vibes. I got the scoop. Well, that's all you really need. Exactly. Well, then, do you yeah. want to kick us off since you? Oh, sure. Yeah, that feels like. Do you guys see the pic of Linda holding the chipmunk in it's, her hands? Oh my god! Magical. I want to. We hold might have to share that to our story. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah, send that to me because people are going to want to know about that. <laughs> wow! I want Montana. I got to go to Montana. I know. It's it's beautiful. Those who know know it's beautiful. If you know, you know. All right. So let's go to Butte, Montana. B u t t e where, as I just said, I was in, uh, I visited in July and I took a trolley tour of historic Butte downtown area. A little backstory on Butte. Uh, it was established in 1864 as a gold and silver mining camp and later on copper uh, in the northern Rocky Mountains on the Continental Divide. So people moved to Butte from all over the world, not just the nation, but the world for a chance at striking gold or winning big. At one point, it was um, more prosperous than New York City. Oh, whoa. Mm. Yeah. So it was a pre and early industrial city with a definite mix of classes, including new money and the many miners who were not paid well. Miners were not were not paid well. So during the tour, the trolley tour, we drove down Mercury Street in Uptown and we visited Butte's red light district. Ooh la la. The most popular spot being the Dumas Brothel. So the Dumas Brothel or hotel, as it was once named, was the longest run brothel in North America. And long story short, this bad boy is haunted AF. All right. Good. So the Dumas brothel was opened by French Canadian brothers, Arthur and Joseph Nadeau. And the name Dumas was actually the maiden name of one of the brothers wives. Okay. Did she work in the brothel? Why? How did that come to be? Yeah. Interesting. I, I don't know. Yeah. So my response to that is okay. Maybe they just didn't want it like associated with their own names, so they were like, "Let's yeah. pick." I, I don't Let's know. Pick maybe <laughs> maybe she asked. Yeah, true. Yeah, could be. She maybe like, it was. I mean, I think it was me, an honor, an honor to name like places and establishments after you know a woman or a wife. No, so, right. And it was at the at. Early on, it was the Dumas Hotel rather than the brothel. So Ah. maybe, who knows? So the brothel was in operation from 1890 until 1982. As I said, making it the longest operating brothel in the United States. It was still open even after prostitution was made illegal. So whether or not it was still being used for 
those activities. Um, there were probably some loopholes. Um, it, I think it was, you know, an actual hotel for a little bit. It was also, you know, once it was um, closed as a brothel in 1982, it was sold and it was a museum at one point. But during those, from 1890 to 1982, I think it was mainly used as a brothel. Whoa. Yeah, I know, because I was like, 82, I feel like that was It's probably because, like, point. the locals loved it, you know, and they were like, keep it. Like this is a this is a landmark now. Could be, you know, could be. So at its peak in the late 1800s and early 1900s, this place was popping off. So to paint a picture, the second floors of the brothel, uh, or the second floor, sorry, there's only one second floor (laughs) (laughs) of the brothel was elegantly decorated. So think like reds and gemstone colored velvet fabrics and intricate wallpapers, gold decor, dim, fancy mood lighting. This floor was serviced by only the finest madames who dressed in lavish clothing and had high profile wealthy gentlemen as clients. Mm. Meanwhile, in the basement and alleyways of the brothel, there was little to no lighting gross cots and poor women servicing up to 100 minors a night just to make ends meet. So this was especially the case during the depression. Yeah. Oh my. It was rough. I mean, my mouth is agape. Yeah. Honey. Close that mouth, girl. Oh. (laughs) I'm not trying to service any minors tonight, let me tell you. Any ghost minors, let me tell you. So at the back of the Dumas brothel, there was a locked door that... I mean, it was unlocked when needed to be, (laughs) but it led to these alleys that I mentioned. And these alleys were lined with tiny rooms that also had cots. And these rooms are like tiny. It was, it was, they were made for one purpose. And the one alley specifically was very violent and was notorious for robberies, stabbings, shootings, violence. People would show up. Um, drunk on on drugs, there would be fights. It was it was very bad. Many of the women who worked at the brothel um, were were drugged and thus became addicts. Many were killed and some committed suicide. So just an overall very bad and negative history here. So one of the stories, and I didn't want to miss any facts, so I took an excerpt from southwestmt.com. From 1950 to 1955, Eleanor Knott served as the madame of the Dumas brothel. So as the tale goes, Eleanor planned to leave the brothel with her lover. So she fell in love and she's like, I'm done with this life. Let's go. She packed her suitcase. It was a cold night in February of 1955. So think of that year. (laughs) She had... um, Everything ready to go, but then her lover never showed. No. The next morning, another Madame Bonita Farron sent for a doctor after finding Eleanor's body. Oh. Her death was ruled to be due to natural causes, but of course that's a lie. (laughs) And more than likely, this was either a a suicide because her lover didn't show up or a possible murder. Oh, jeez. 
Mm-hmm. So Bonita succeeded Eleanor as Madame, and she moved into the second floor apartment with her husband, John Farron. Bonita died in 1971 from cancer, and then following her death, Ruby Garrett took over as the final Madame of the Dumas. On October 3rd, 1981, there was a brutal robbery where Ruby was pistol whipped and robbed. Oh my and although the gosh. I know. Although the suspect was sent to prison, the event ended up leading to a federal investigation of the business. And rather than them being like, oh, this is illegal prostitution, <laughs> instead they focused on tax evasion and <laughs> closed the brothel due to um, that. <laughs> Okay. Various people throughout the years since its closing, quote unquote, have reported seeing a a vision of a woman with a suitcase in the Dumas. So we wonder if it is the Eleanor. The What's strange is there was an employee that reported she had been in the building alone one evening and saw this woman again, with a suitcase, walk past the door of an upstairs bathroom um, heading up the stairs. Upon further inspection, this woman realized that there was no one else in the building and no one would have been able to make an exit in such a short period of time. So she concluded, that was a ghost. Several years ago, an artist visited the brothel and she stayed in the second floor apartment where the lighting would be ideal for painting. But each time she sat down to work, she felt compelled to paint the face of a woman that she had never met, and it haunted her. Mm. She almost felt like there was like a force, and she couldn't get this image of this woman out of her head. I feel like we've heard a similar story before. After multiple canvases had gone in the trash, this artist gave up and left the room to paint elsewhere. The owner of the building at the time rescued one of the portraits of a 40-ish-year-old woman wearing a hat and a coy smile. Bonita Farron, Eleanor Knott, we may never know. <laughs> Thank you, SouthwestMontana.com. Thank you. So as I mentioned, after closing in 1982, the brothel had various owners and finally became a tourist attraction owned by Butte residents. But the brothel remained super haunted, so much so that Ghost Adventures visited in their season 12, episode nine. It's actually airing on the Travel Channel, I think on September, I think this week, which is weird. <laughs> it's either this week or next week, but what a coincidence. The owner at the time of the episode, Miguel, had been basically harassed by spirits, at one point being picked up and thrown on his back. Oh. Zach interviewed a medium, Jenny, who had taken multiple photos of apparitions, dark shadows, and figures all around the brothel. Um, and she concluded, you know, the energy at the brothel was very, very strong, as if many souls were, were either stuck there or refusing to leave. On the episode, they also encountered an angry old man who Jenny says was possibly a judge during his lifetime. And Jenny told Zach that the spirit did not like him and would kill him, which is pretty harsh. <laughs> it's a harsh, strong message. Right before she told this to him, Zach had felt a burning sensation on his neck. Classic and in the episode, Zach. you can, right, you can, you know, hear him and see him complaining. And... A few minutes later, you see that this ended up being a dark red scratch on his neck. Mm. Oh, spooky. 
He also lost track of time during one of the um, investigations, like completely lost track. There is a YouTube video of Debbie Watson, who was part of Researchers in Paranormal, which is a team mostly based in Canada, um, providing a tour of the Dumas brothel before selling one of the times. Um, so in 2018, it was sold again. So that was right before um, its latest sell. <laughs> um, so during the tour, Debbie's flashlight went out at the top of the basement. Sus. So the basement is pitch black and always locked. The previous year, Debbie had visited the brothel with another investigator, Robin, and they had gone down and had a rock thrown at them. Jeez. Mm -hmm. And again, there was no way for anyone to be in the basement at the time. There was no other way for someone to sneak in. The rock didn't fall from the ceiling. It was thrown at them. They had also found what appeared to be a clear gel-like substance on the basement floor. <sighs> they could not find a source. It was not dripping from somewhere, nor was it from like an animal or an insect or a human. And they joked that it was ectoplasm. But what's kind of freaky is that a day after they touched it, what they became they became ill. Why they would you touch it? I don't. That's disgusting. You know what I'm yeah. not touching? Mysterious <laughs> goo. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> you said clear, creamy glue. Goo. It wasn't. It wasn't creamy, but girl. <laughs> She's just girl. You hear. You hear what you want to hear. She's just inserting what her mind wants to hear. Just, oh my, clear, creamy, goo. That's what I saw on the ground. She envisioned it. And why would I touch it? I would not. Yeah. We're gonna have to ask Debbie. I mean, they were investigating, so sometimes you got to just touch the touch the clear gel, you know. Can we all agree that if we're ever on an investigation where there's goo on the no, ground, we're yeah, not going I to won't. touch it? Not too even much of a with germaphobe. a glove. Oh, no. That's no, not I my have, goo. Like, I have <laughs> sensory issues when it comes to, like, things on my hands. Mm -hmm. I cannot. I will not. We won't touch it. Just absurd. We'll take a sample and send it to the lab, okay? Does that sound good? Okay. I, do. I don't even okay. know if I'm taking a sample. I'm looking I'll at that it. shit and I'm walking straight away. Straight away. Say, she doesn't want to do get it. impregnated oh, by a no? ghost. Yeah, exactly. That's what I send it to the lab. You know, our trusty lab. Send it to the lab, straight to the lab. <laughs> I do know of a lab, but anyway. So Debbie and Robin, part of the researchers and paranormal team, they also used their Ovalis app. So that's an app where... Um, ghosts can try to communicate certain words with us. That's the idea of it. You can download one on your phone. But they received the word dig, D-I-G, on their app Ooh. while they were standing over a well that's also in the basement. So well I wonder what basement. was down there. It's always hmm. bad news. Right? More goo. A little freaky, right? So at the time of my visit, which was just in July... Um, it was closed. I'm not, I think it was due to COVID, you know, there weren't many tours <laughs> or museums open anyway. Um, so I'm not sure what the future holds for the, the brothel. We'll have to kind of, um, keep an eye on it and wait for some updates. But, you know, if, if you're in Montana or near Butte or you ever go there, 
see what's up with with the Dumas brothel and let us know because that place is no joke. Damn. Sounds like it. Creamy goo galore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, I just have all the, the amazing adjectives today. It's incredible. She mm-hmm. just can't stop. Well, I can't I, stop, it, won't stop. Never mm-hmm. stop is what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got another spooky spot for us. Ghost Adventures also hit this place up. There's no goo, but people have been scratched here. So something's afoot in Montana. But we're heading over to the small town of Deer Lodge to the old Montana prison. Yeah. All right. So this prison served as the Montana Territorial Prison from its creation in 1871 when it was built by inmate labor uh, until Montana achieved statehood in 1889. And then it continued on as the primary uh, institution for the state of Montana until 1979. So it... It had a good little 100-plus-year history as, as the main prison. Throughout its history, the prison was plagued with constant overcrowding, insufficient funds, antiquated facilities, like a common fate of, of many prisons. Um, that was until the administration of Warden Frank Conley from 1890 to 1921 which was the exception to this. Uh, He actually instituted extensive inmate labor projects that kept them working. They constructed buildings and walls and provided various state and community services like road building, logging, and ranching. So at this point in time, they were actually contributing to the community and like getting their hands dirty and, you know... It seems from what I'm reading, like he was helping them out. But, you know, forced labor, also not great. So hard to say. Hard to say. But after he left office, the prison experienced almost 40 years of just falling into disrepair, mismanagement, monetary restraints, until there was this explosive riot in 1959. And it actually oh. captured the attention of the nation because it was pretty crazy. So this riot was led by two inmates, Jerry Miles and Lee Smart. And the prison was under inmate control for 36 hours oh, because shit. of Dang. this riot. So they took, Is that the longest time you know a what? prison has been? I don't know, but maybe I can confirm next week for the people yeah someone would be an interesting me. fact a fun fact but yeah 36 hours under inmate control um and then the montana national guard finally stormed in and returned it to order but utter madness did people madness. get out that i don't know that's crazy Um, But the facility was retired in September of 1979, and the inmates were moved to the new prison. So today, the old prison is um, part of the National Register of Historic Places. It was added in 1976, and now it's a museum. So you can definitely visit this spot. Employees have witnessed a number of unexplainable occurrences, including hearing voices from empty cells 
And apparently there's an unused piano that plays phantom music. Love that. So in 2010, Discovery Channel's Ghost Lab featured the prison and the paranormal investigators spent the night and actually noted that it was one of their favorite locations to explore because of all the activity that they encountered. And like I said, it was also featured on Ghost Adventures in their 10th season. I want to say episode 8, although so many times the internet is wrong about the episodes and the seasons with Ghost Adventures. Mm -hmm. Couldn't tell you why. It's happened to me many times when looking into it. So don't quote me on that. Just look up... (laughs) Old Montana Prison Ghost Adventures, and you'll find it. So one of the most common reports of activity, and it's actually like, typically this is rare, but this is very common in this particular prison, physical attacks on people. Yes. So visitors and employees have had the terrifying sensation of being choked by unseen hands. Oh, jeez. Yeah, imagine. Others have emerged from tours and ghost hunts with unexplainable scratches covering their bodies all over. Mm-mm. Nuh-uh. <laughs> um, it, there's also on the... So today, this... Uh, this it's a, it's a compound of sorts. There's multiple, like, old buildings in this spot that are all museums. But there's also a former site of a women's prison here, and people have been pushed down the hallways and feel as if they've been tripped by an unseen entity. So they, like, feel an actual, like, mass or something appear out of nowhere, and they trip over it. They look back. There's nothing there that could have tripped them. Messed up. I know. Is that what's been causing me to fall all the time? Just... Ghost tripping me? You know, it could be. I'm also just clumsy, and I trip over the toes of my shoes all the time. How does that happen? I, <laughs> I don't know. know. I broke I a sandal know. this weekend. No. Oh, no. Yes, girl. Not a sandal. And my knees. Not her knees. She'll never dance again. Oh, my God. She was a beautiful dancer. Never forget. It's in the past now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> Rip in peace. Rip in peace. Rip in peace, as they say. Um, Another claim is that the ghost of convicted murderer Paul Eitner, also known as Turkey Pete, because he used to he used to take care of the turkeys at the prison. He was like a very (laughs) he was a very well liked prisoner. Apparently, Um, popular guy, very nice to everybody. Took care of the turkeys. They. Everyone loved him until one day he sold all the turkeys. What? And they were like, Pete, you've well, lost were, it. What were they doing with the turkeys? You know, I don't know if it was just like a, a you know, take care of these as a, oh. like, hobby thing or if it was like they were using them for, for feeding the yeah, inmates. Because what if you I'm, sold them to, like, free the turkeys? He sold them to some random person for for 25 cents a piece. And they were like, Pete, you've lost it. So he lost That's his a bargain. He lost his privileges. <laughs> but they say Pete. that old Turkey Pete is haunting cell number one. Noted. So he spent 49 years there um, before passing away in 1967 of natural causes, but people have felt his presence and they have seen his apparition. Old Turkey Pete. 
I found a really lovely little article about Pete. So if anyone wants to learn more about him, he was a convicted murderer. He killed a man out of rage because they liked the same lady. Oh, what are you no. Gonna do? You know? What a turkey. Honestly, what a turkey. But um, <laughs> yeah, old turkey Pete. Rip. Other common phenomena reported include strange sounds and distinct disembodied voices, which a lot of times are coming from the cells. Imagine mm. being a lone employee there at night and just hearing someone call into you from a, a vacant cell. It's going to be a... a- <laughs> I would run I- to that one. <laughs> Me too. Turkey Pete? <laughs> Uh, it can't be. It can't be, Pete. Shadow <laughs> figures are also quite common in the facilities, which, I don't know, something about a shadow figure doesn't tend to sit right with me. Uh, and also full-bodied apparitions, like like our old friend Pete. One ghost hunting team actually captured a video showing what looks like an entity taking an, a shower. Oh, Okay. Oh, my God. Not safe for work. And not safe for work. Invasion of privacy, if mm-hmm. I do say so. That's true. I have a question. Yeah. We might need to start a poll. Do ghosts use soap? I don't know. Like a bar or liquid? Or is it gel? Is that the clear gel <gasps> that Debbie and Robin touched? Was that ghost soap? It's probably, Let us know. It's probably what it was. Let us know, ghosts. Do you use soap? <laughs> Could could be. I don't know. I mean, why why was the ghost showering? Do ghosts shower? It doesn't seem like it was stinky. He was stinky. Maybe Pete. that was like, you know, their favorite thing to do. And maybe that's it. how they died. <sighs> in the shower. He slipped in the shower and bonked his noggin. On his soap. <gasps> don't drop the ghost soap. No, you'll slip Shut in in prison. Uh, in prison. Am I am I right? Oh my Rip. God. <laughs> Anyone? Yeah. <sighs> She's nailing it. She's wild. She's wild. <laughs> Someone was nailing it. <laughs> oh, my Lord. All right. Uh, investigators also warn that for those who are empathic, beware of this space. There is a very overwhelming feeling of dread and anxiety. And it's said that some of mm-hmm. the entities there are capable of manipulating emotions and thoughts. So, and Ooh, that doesn't sound okay. friendly. Mm-mm. No, that's freaky. But how could it be friendly? I'm sure a lot of the people who were imprisoned were freaking pissed off, you know? Yeah. But like I said, you can now visit this spot. It is a museum. You can take a late night ghost tour through the halls of the prison and visit its spookiest spots like their uh, solitary confinement cell, which, you know... Dark and twisted, if you ask me. Apparently, there is a lot of activity there. Investigators have asked the spirits to open or close the door to the cell, which I imagine is heavy. Jail cell doors are usually heavy. The fact that entities are moving that, they're pretty powerful. Impressive. Definitely. Uh, But they also offer overnight ghost hunts. So something to think about. Uh, A quick Google search will bring up tons of research and evidence from the many teams that have investigated over the years. I found a lot of great footage, photos, EVPs. So if you're like, I can't get enough of Turkey Pete, 
<laughs> hit up Google and see. There are there are seriously so many teams who have shared their evidence and findings. So it's mm. it's a pretty haunted and spooky spot, if I do say so myself. I mean, sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'll take us over to Fort Benton. Oh. And we're going Ooh. to the Grand Union Hotel. Ooh. Yeah. The Grand la, Union, la. guys. It's a beautiful place. It's grand. And it's... It's a union. It's union. <laughs> it, brings, <laughs> it brings all the ghosts together. <laughs> but it's known as the birthplace of Montana. Isn't that crazy? Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's one of the oldest settlements in the West and the oldest operating hotel in the state. Mm-hmm. It's been kicking it for over 135 years, you guys, and known as the finest hotel between Chicago and Seattle, or was known as. Probably not anymore, but it was. And that's uh, that's a lot of land covered. So mm-hmm. I agree. Although it was fully renovated, once stepping into the place, it really just like takes you back. So, I mean, the people love it. And if the Grand Union was like a first date, you'd just beg for another because it charmed your pants off and now you're attached. <laughs> Charms my you, pants Yeah, off you're not going to want to leave. Date. I'm telling you, it takes you back in time. And then it's just, it's got all the new equipment. What more could yeah. you ask for, right? No. But it's got some ghosts, too. Mm. So you might get a little spooked, all right? And it's got one of my favorite ghost stories. So this is, like, one of the weirdest tales ever. But there was this traveling cowboy, y'all. He was at the hotel chilling one night. He maybe had too many Cosmos or something because he grabbed his horse and he tried going up the hotel staircase on Saddleback. The hotel bar manager was like, oh, hell no, Jim Bob. Not on my night. And he shot him right there on his trusted steed. Oh, my gosh. Right there. It's messed up. Yeah. And now to this day, y'all, if you're by that staircase, you can hear the little horse hooves. Like, yeah. He's climbing those stairs once again, trying to make it to his bedroom. Rip. Another story is that of a delivery driver. He was making the rounds one night when he pulled up to the Grand Union and felt eyes like all over him. He looks up and right there in one of the windows is a group of people in period costume just staring at him. He was like, what the hell, Tom Cena? Not today. So we went up to the hotel, <laughs> asked management, what the, what was the event? Go with that was going on up there, and why are these people staring at him in costumes? And the management said, "There's not any events tonight, and that particular room isn't occupied." Mm. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Other ghostly activities at this place, y'all, include particularly flashlights rolling around on tables. All right, they like to <laughs> shove flash- flashlights around, so make sure you bring one when you go to stay. Beds will be messed up when the room's been completely cleaned. So, like, either somebody came into your room, took a little nap, and then bounced, or the ghosts are thrown around the sheets. Full apparitions can be seen, like that of Charlie Rowe, who was a past manager of the hotel. A lot of people see a man in, like, a long coat. So, again, like, kind of like a period piece. And he's walking around the hotel, just, you know, looking down hallways, making sure everything's okay. 
children are running up and down halls, which I don't love because I can't, I like, it really freaks me out to hear little children, you know, outside my door when I know they're not Mm -hmm. supposed to be there, even if they are alive. Cause like, why? And then blue lights in room 202, these two women one night just saw these blue lights like dancing around in this room. They weren't scared at all because they thought they were beautiful. So they were just sitting there like, ooh, like this is a trip, but I'm, I'm going to sit here and enjoy it, you know? And so they did. And then they reported it later on and the hotel was like, oh yeah, that happens a lot. There's some blue lights that pop up in there. Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff, y'all. But you, everybody should go because there's lots of activity going around, and it's been around for a long time and renovated. So you know that stirs up a lot of oh, stuff. Yeah, I'll go. Damn. Mm-hmm. Also, why? Whenever I hear that someone who worked in a place is still there, I'm like, you know, the last place that I'm going when I die is back to work. It's true. I'm never exactly. doing it. Exactly. It's true. Why is the manager there? Did he just love his job so freaking much? I mean, maybe he did. You know, sometimes people make work life. Life work. (sighs) Couldn't be me, honey. Yeah, never going to happen. Never. Mm. And I also won't be taking my horses upstairs, you know, because I don't want to be shot. No. Uh, also, does the horse want to go upstairs anyway? Right. He was like, I wasn't asking for this. No. Yeah, I doubt it. The stable was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Leave him be. The cowboy know? wanted what he wanted, and it was his horse. Well. With the night. Damn. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Montana. Montana. Oh, good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy. Oh my gosh, it's I can't believe it's September. What's that about? Almost oh, October. No, when did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. But October is around the corner. Oh, I can't wait. People the are already news. decorating. I love that. I know. Uh people are very excited on in our Facebook groups. So if you're on there and you've already decorated, share pics because you know what I love to see? All your haunted homes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah decor inspo you know mm. yeah love that we love it all right kids uh we have a ghoul talk next week i believe so get those mm-hmm. last minute stories in to the golden ghouls podcast at gmail.com if you want to see sneak peeks from salem head to our patreon and until next time stay spooky Ooh. Ooh.